Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. So I've entitled this Arms Reach. Arms Reach. I don't know what has been or if you even realize what's in arms reach of you lately. The opportunities the obstacles to do good, to do bad. But I don't know if you've ever misinterpreted a message or you've been misled. Show of hands. You ever misinterpreted something or misled someone? Yeah, okay. Maybe someone misled you. But sometimes we miss not just the interpretation, but we miss the timing, okay? We miss God's timing. And when we miss the interpretation or we miss the timing, we also, there's also the opportunity of missing the truth, right? Sometimes we miss the truth or, or we only get um, parts of the truth. And if we're not careful, we may be even listening to the wrong people or they might not be the wrong people. They might be the right people in your life. They're just saying the wrong things, right? So we must stay united and we must remember who, number one, our enemy really is, Satan. He's a deceiver. He comes to distract and devour, destroy. That's, that's, that's what he's in the business of doing. And we mustn't give in to the temptation and we mustn't neglect the truth. Our first response should always be, what does God's word say? Right? What does his word say? And uh, we're all just arm's reach, really, from a rebellion or reconciliation, each and every one of us. And so I want to continue in the book of Samuel here, and there are three main characters which probably you've already figured out and stood out in the book of Samuel, and that is the prophet Samuel, there's King Saul, and then there's King David. Okay, And so all three transition the people from tribes to an actual king that would oversee the kingdom. Samuel is the key leader in the prophet in the first section. And the first section is from chapters one to seven. If you're taking notes, I've left you a spot in your notes just to take notes of what's happening here. Um, But he plays a key role in Saul's story. See, Saul has this rise uh, to power and then failure. And then if you read on, even his tragic death. Then David's story is told both through his success and failure and the self-destruction of his family and his kingdom. You see, uh, Saul was picked by God. He was anointed by Samuel. And he has big potential. And the Bible describes him as this tall, handsome man, but he also has deep character flaws. He's dishonest. He lacks integrity. And he doesn't acknowledge his own mistakes. Uh, This becomes his downfall. And he gets disqualified by not obeying God's commands. And God says, a a king must be humble and a king must be faithful. So God raises up and uses the least likely candidate, a young shepherd boy named David. David. God's choice was based on David's radical and humble trust in the Lord. And through that, he defeats a giant named Goliath. Even before that, he defeats a lion and a bear as he's taking care of his sheep. 
You see, God is always at work, even in the field, even in the workplace, man. God is at work in you. And then David moves up to becoming this general and winning all kinds of battles. So Saul becomes jealous and begins to try and hunt David down to kill him. Now, David has done absolutely nothing wrong. He was actually battling for Saul. He was put in place by Saul. But that's the thing with jealousy, isn't it? Jealousy can get us to lose sight of our right and our might. And even if we have the fight, jealousy can get us to lose sight of what's really important. And so David ends up uh, running away and he waits in the wilderness. And this is where we find David and his men with an opportunity to take Saul out. As I think my son Logan read, that Saul went into the cave to relieve himself. (laughs) It must have been a big cave for David to be in there with all of his men, (laughs) right? But David and his men are in the same cave, and they must decide now. David must decide. Remember, because he's the leader, he must decide what will he do with the opportunity that is within arm's reach. And so the first verse that I want to look at is verse 4. It says, The men said, This is the day the Lord spoke of when he said, To you I will give your enemy into your hands and for you to deal with as you wish. And then David crept up unnoticed, and he cuts off a corner of Saul's robe. First point, misinterpreting the message. (laughs) Misinterpreting the message. I asked you this in the beginning. I'm asking you again, have you ever misinterpreted God's message or God's timing? Have you ever listened to the wrong people? And again, sometimes even the people that are fighting on your side, fighting for you, can misinterpret what God is doing. They may want to avenge you. And they can, but in reality, they put you at a disadvantage if they don't move God's way and instead they pick their way. Or if they move on God's, or they move on their own time and they miss God's timing. You see, David was anointed to be the next king of Israel and every anointing comes with an attack. That should be in your notes. If it's not, write it down. Every anointing, you've all been anointed. Every anointing is going to come with an attack. He needed to decide how he would advance. He had the opportunity to take matters into his own hands, and he had to choose who he would listen to. The men were right about the, about the prophecy, but misinterpreted the person. They were right about the prophecy, but they misinterpreted the person. Again, he had won many battles. He took down many enemies with his own hands. Although Saul, even though Saul was trying to kill David, Saul was not his enemy. He was still his king. Are you guys getting this? Okay. Others may be trying to protect you, but they could be 
prolonging your calling. Good intentions, just misdirection. Where else have we, heard, have we seen this in the Bible? Peter with Jesus. Remember when Peter had the revelation that Jesus was Lord and Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Peter gets a, he gets a new name because he was Simon, which meant the reed blown this way and that way. And then he gets this new name. You will be called Peter, which means the rock. But remember, it was the revelation that Jesus said he would build the church on, not Peter himself. <laughs> then we got problems. Peter himself denied Jesus at the cross and he ran away like a coward. He denied him three times. It was the revelation that Jesus is Lord. And right after getting this revelation, Peter gets rejected. Well, the spirit in Peter gets rejected because right after that, Jesus says, now he needs to go to the cross. He's, he, he said that he will be betrayed. He needs to go. He's, he's laying it all out, what needs to happen. And then Peter, bless his heart, says, oh, Lord, Lord, you don't have to do that. He wants to protect him. And what does Jesus say? Get behind me, Satan. Can you imagine being Peter for a moment? He's not calling Peter Satan. He's speaking to the spirit that is in Peter that is trying to distract Jesus from his calling. So again, others may be trying to protect you. They might have the right intention, but they don't have the right direction if it isn't God's direction. So they may be prolonging your calling just by always trying to protect you, guard you. Pastor Charmaine shared about this a little bit too. Like, oh, don't do that. If you don't feel that, don't do that. Oh, if that's going to hurt you or harm you or, or, oh, no, you should just go have a bubble bath, right? This whole council culture, <laughs> right? Doesn't work. That's not, the, that's not how God speaks. He says, in this world, we will have troubles, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. Right? And that we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. You can't be a conqueror without facing some kind of conflict, whether internal or external. There's in, external, there's going to be a battle. You can't have victory without a battle, but you need to hear and understand the voice of the Lord and what he is saying and his timing. Sometimes we're just going to have to lean in to Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, brother. Lean not on your own understanding and in all ways acknowledge him. He'll make your path straight or he'll direct your path. Again, an amen from Jason there. I specifically wanted to mention this as some transcripts say, it might be in your notes there, right after the Lord spoke of when the men said, and the transcript says in other transcripts, today the Lord is saying, today the Lord is saying to you, I caution us men, I caution anyone when saying the Lord said or the Lord told me. Why? Sometimes we get it wrong, right? It may seem uh, 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 like the right thing at the time, but unless it comes, one, from the word of God, from the Bible, and is confirmed, I would lean towards saying, I sense this, as opposed to God said. Because the last thing that we want to do is use God's name in vain or misinterpret what he's saying, right? Right? I believe that this was the case for David's men. You might have, the again, the fight, the might, the sight, but do you have the right? Sometimes we learn that the hard way. 
I've had opportunity to coach many people, and, and sometimes I'll have a, a man or a woman in my office saying, God said this, God said that, God said this, and then, you know, and then finally you can see the fruit in it, and you say, well, I really hope God gets it right this time. Because was that God? Not always. But when we put a label on it, we said, well, God told me, God said this. What do I say to that? I, that's like, you played the trump card on me, man. <laughs> Well, if God said it, God said it. I might challenge you. Well, maybe he did. But I caution you, especially when speaking over other people in their lives, be careful that you're, sometimes we get it wrong, right? Is this helpful? Yeah, okay, good. Verse six, he said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed or lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. Verse 7 says, with these words, David sharply rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul. And Saul left the cave and went his way. So let's talk about arm's reach of retaliation. (laughs) Arm's reach of retaliation. David, David and his men were in arm's reach of harming Saul. And David felt convicted by the simple act of cutting off a piece of his robe. He had to touch him. The conviction happened the moment that he cut off the piece of his robe. We need to be careful that we're not responding out of fear or hurt men, especially when it's easy to hurt others. We need to think twice before taking matters into our own hands. We're all just arm's reach for making a good decision or a bad one. We're just arm's reach from retaliation or reconciliation. You know, we feel this every time we go to the Joshua house or Ruth and Naomi's. We don't feel more than the men that we are ministering to because we know we're all just arms reach away from one bad decision, responding the wrong way or the right way. And here's the thing with God. He rewards us for doing the right thing. Romans 12, 19 to 21 says, do not say do not. Thank you. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath for it is written. What does the word say? It is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. We may be anointed, but let's not use it as our excuse to attack. You with me? Ah, I've got the right. You might. You might even have the fight in you. But do you really have the sight? Is it God's vision for your life, for your family? Dave and Saul, same family. The enemy will will misdirect and take our attention off of who we should really be fighting and who we should really be protecting and try to get us to turn towards one another. I love the verse in the end when when Saul finally has that realization and he says he wept. He says, this is my son, David. It's like something hit him. Conviction came to the house that day. 
conviction. You see, both Saul and David were anointed, but David would not advance if he chose to attack Saul. He would not, like Pastor Ray said, he would not have advanced if he had taken matters into his own hands and attacked. He recognized Saul's calling, even though Saul was wrong. And because he chose to fight the right battle, he was blessed. What battle have you been fighting lately? What side have you taken? Maybe you're fighting on the wrong side. (laughs) I see it in marriages all the time, fighting the very one they should be fighting for. I have opportunities to do, to do coaching uh, with couples. And one of the first steps I'll take with a couple that's been fighting a lot is I said, why don't we start here? Why don't we start by treating each other like complete strangers? And they give me that look you just gave me where the head goes, what? Well, would you say that to a complete stranger? Would you treat a complete stranger that way? Come on. So why are you speaking that way and treating that person, the one that you love the most? Ephesians 6.12 says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So when trouble comes our way, when trouble comes your way, will you reach for retaliation or reconciliation? I think all of us have an image of someone or something that's happened recently where the Lord is convicting you, it's time for reconciliation. It's time to make something right with your fellow brother or sister. If you can think of it, you should write it down. Verse 19, when a man finds his enemy, so is Saul, when a man finds his enemy, does he let him get away unharmed? May the Lord reward you well for the way that you treated me today. Third point, the Lord will reward us according to how we respond. The Lord will reward us according to how we respond. Do you respond out of love or do you respond out of hate? Do you respond out of jealousy or do you respond out of joy? Do you respond out of condemnation or do you choose to celebrate the good that is in that person and what God is doing? How will we treat others? How we treat others will cause us to either triumph or trip. So <laughs> go into right now. How we treat others will cause us to either trip or triumph. Sometimes we're just tripping over our own two feet. You ever get that? I heard Pastor Rudy once actually said sorry to his feet when he tripped over them. He's so Canadian, he says sorry to himself. <laughs> sorry, feet. <laughs> True story. See, the thing is God's truth always prevails. And he rewards those that are righteous. Proverbs fourteen twenty nine. He is slow to wrath. He who is slow to wrath has great understanding. But he who is impulsive exalts folly. That's the new King James Version. James 19 to 20, you must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, 
slow to speak, slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Retaliation does not produce righteousness. Would you men stand to your feet with me today? Our takeaway is this. We are all arms reach from God's anointing. We are all just arms reach. If you would reach out to him today, receive him today. The verse that I have for us to meditate on this week is found in Luke 4, 18. It says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom. Say freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind and to set the oppressed free. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that it it brings hope. It speaks life to us, reveals things that are in our heart. I pray for, for boldness for the lions in the house. I pray for boldness that they would walk in faith, talk in faith, act in love. Lord, that you would give us opportunities this week for reconciliation. Even when our flesh wants to retaliate, that we would look to you and and look to your word and how we are to respond, even to our enemies. Bless those that persecute us. Bless those that persecute us. Love your enemies, you say. Lord, help us to do that. We cannot do that on our own strength or by our own will. Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would just touch us, revive us. In Jesus' name. And man, if you're here today and you haven't fully experienced and received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or, 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 or you would admit to yourself, trust me, I've been there, that you've been following your own way and doing your own thing, and the Lord is calling you back to him. Not by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord. If you believe that God is calling you back, I want to give you an, an opportunity to rededicate your life to him or to reach out to him today. Paul said in Romans 10 verse 9, if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believing that God the Father raised his son from the grave, we will be saved. I just want to pray with you right now. And if you'd be so bold as to pray this prayer uh, with me, all the men in the house, would you just say, dear Jesus, I'm ready. I'm ready for reconciliation. I'm asking for your forgiveness for all of my sins. You see, I believe that you chose to die for me, to die for my sins, and that you rose on the third day so that we could experience reconciliation in relationship. I'm asking you right now to be my Lord, to be my God, to be my Savior, and to be my friend. In Jesus' name. Just stay in the moment with your eyes closed, heads bowed. If you prayed that prayer, whether it be for the first time or you're coming back to Jesus today, would you just be so bold as to give me a thumbs up, say, Pastor, that's me right here. Yes, thank you, Jesus. 
That's what it's about. That's what it's about. See, no one can take that from you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And the Lord is calling you to greater things, greater battles, and yet greater victories. And I just pray a blessing over you today. I pray the Lord would touch you like never before. You would have clarity and vision and blessings would chase you all the days of your life. In Jesus' name. And the other thing I want to bring to our attention is we decided a long time ago through conviction that we weren't here to play church. We're here to be the church. And just like James, the brother of Jesus, said in Acts 15, he said, let us not make it difficult for people that are coming to know God. So we fill this tank in this stage out of faith every Sunday. And we commit it even as we gather, any time we gather, to give an opportunity for baptism. For Jesus commissioned us in the Great Commission to make disciples, to go into all the world, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There is baptism by water and baptism by the Holy Spirit. And in Romans it says that when we go under the water that we are actually buried with Christ. We are baptized with Christ. It represents when, when he went to the grave, we go to the grave with all of our sins. We come up out of the water represents the resurrection power of Jesus. You are also resurrected with Jesus Christ, our Lord. So if that's you and you want to do it, like it says in Acts 22, what are you waiting for? Get up and be baptized, calling upon the name of the Lord and having your sins washed away. Now is your moment to be bold. Let us worship God. Just come forward if that's you. If you want prayer, come forward. If you want to know more about getting in the water, it'd be an honor to get in there with you. So let's worship God together now, shall we? Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.